Publishing for Profit podcast is brought to you by Ghostwriters and Co. Earn more money by publishing better content and learn how to increase your thought leadership so you can build your brand. Head over to ghostwritersandco.com for more information. That's ghostwritersandco.com. And now, your host, Joel Mark Harris. Hello, and welcome to the Publishing for Profit podcast. This is your host, Joel Mark Harris. And we are on episode number 30 today. We interview Sammy Teggett. He is the creator of Real Time Radio. He's also a DJ and uh, he DJs under the name Shoebox Moses. And it's actually a really interesting story about how he came by that name. Uh, So in this episode, we talk about everything podcasting, how to start your podcast, how to produce it, and how to market it. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. Hello, Sammy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Joel. Good to be here. Awesome. So, you know, uh, pleasure having you, obviously, but also a little intimidating because you will be able to critique my uh, podcasting game here because you're obviously a very experienced DJ, podcaster, and a bunch of other things. So hopefully you'll go easy on me to begin with. Well, let's be totally honest, Joel. I was just plugging in things, moving things around, looking for a microphone input, battery was dying on a camera. So don't worry, I have no room for <laughs> no room for judgment here at all. <laughs> and I think that's probably a good lesson for anybody uh, starting a podcast yeah, or has a current one. You know, it's just the consistency of that studio, right? Mm. Just getting in there and making sure everything's set up and where it needs to be. Um, even the fact that I'm DJing and have a bunch of shows and things like that is no excuse that stuff is in disarray right especially when i got a cool show i'm gonna be on so thanks for being patient with me no problem no problem at all uh so i want to start with what is the um, genesis of your djing name so it's dj shoebox moses i'm sure there's an interesting story behind that um so i was or i was an adopted filipino out of the philippines and I've known that my whole life. And thanks for asking. It's, um, it's a beautiful part of my, my uh, journey for sure. But as an adopted Filipino, I grew up here in the United States. Um, and since I was in my mid-20s, I always had a longing to go back and find out where I was from and, uh, you know, kind of find my route, so to speak. And I got that opportunity five years ago. And in that journey... Um, we actually found out when I got to the orphanage that I was actually left in a shoebox in a dumpster as a baby. And so one of the cool things about learning that, it was kind of a hard realization, obviously. That's not what anyone really expects. or It's it's kind of a hard thing kind of to swallow at first, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, the cool thing about that is I've learned to – take that you know initial pain and turn that into a story of inspiration uh for myself and then for uh, you know others that like to follow me too so shoebox moses was kind of given to me i was playing um, a show for a really amazing group of entrepreneurs on necker island uh, home of sir richard branson and you know i was just 
kind of processing everything. This was right after I had found everything out. And uh, I told him my vision, uh, after I had learned that, it was even more, you know, compounded. I wanted to go back and make an impact, and I wanted to figure out a way to go back and serve the kids uh, in the orphanage that I was from, and, you know, go back and, in essence, so they said, kind of set your people free, uh, similar to how some of the great people go back, you know, and uh, they were joking and started calling me Shoebox Moses, and that's where, that's where Shoebox Moses came from. That's that's a really cool story and and really inspirational that you can take something that is you know yeah it, like you said it's a hard truth to to come to and to take it and to be inspired by it so that I think that's that's really amazing. Um, can you so you you mentioned that yeah, you have a charity that helps these uh, orphans in the Philippines? Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a nonprofit called The Foundlings, which is basically set up by my it was originally set up with my business partner and co-founder. Her name's Brandy Shigley. And it was amazing. She was actually adopted out of the same orphanage. Uh, we found that out on that journey. And it's it's set up to do a couple things. One, it's designed to install new education platforms for kids so that they can work their way out of their current situation. And it's also designed to cover basic needs for the orphanage. So we, we help um, provide school supplies, socks, food, clothing. And then along with that, we also work to put in new education platforms so that the kids can learn things like how to podcast, um, how to market, how to build websites, how to do things that the new world's going to need them to do. And so what's great about things like this, you know, just learning how to create a podcast and how to market the podcast, all that stuff, Joel, is stuff that we want to one day pass on to kids, um, not just there, but kids all over the world too. So that's what the Foundlings does. Super cool. Uh, so you, you, you know, you're obviously a DJ. Has music always been a part of your life? And how did you get into DJing? <laughs> That's a great story. Um, music's probably been a big part of my life since I was in my early teens, right? I, uh, I'm not very tall. I'm from the Philippines. So one of the things I needed to do is try and figure out how to stand out. And uh, one way I could do that was learning how to play the guitar and you know, that always kind of starts the, the journey, right? But my dad was an incredible musician, still is. And so he kind of got me into uh, music. And that's where I started. The whole becoming a DJ, though, um, that started, you know, not until like the early 2010, 2011. And after a series of events and uh, a series of, of careers, so to speak, um, I ended up moving back home to Colorado at the time. The only job I could get was in the bathroom at a nightclub. And so <laughs> I, uh, I was the guy handing out mints and uh, napkins for folks. But, you know, through that space, I could see, like, you'd step out of my bathroom and, like, right, I could see the DJs playing. And I was like, I got to get the hell out of where I'm at. This is not where I belong. Um, have you ever had that? Where you're like, this mm -hmm. is not not where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to that. You know, you're just like, okay, 
I know I'm destined and for bigger things. And so that's what I knew. And so watching these guys, I'd, I'd seen DJs before, but I, I was determined to figure out how to learn to do this craft. And so what I would do, Joel, is I would save my tip money and I would buy those DJs drinks and they would stay after and kind of teach me how to DJ. And, um, you know, it took about five, six weeks of just working 10, 20 minutes, you know, after the, the bar and the club would close and they would let me play with their stuff. So, uh, it was a Friday night and one of our DJs, I don't even remember his name, but I do remember he could not stand up and he was flailing about. And so I popped out of the bathroom and threw on uh, some music and we were using these, uh, it was a rain interface, I remember that at the time, so it took me a little bit of time to kind of figure out exactly how to get it all working and synced up. Digital had just come on, so I was, I was still, I had all the music that I knew and I played uh, five songs and those songs just turned the club up and it was amazing because uh, it was that time where you just like, you know, that Eminem, that cliche moment, you own it kind of thing. <laughs> From Eight Mile. Like, yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. And so that was mine. And mm-hmm. uh, I played and, and, you know, he kind of came to and he's like, oh, man, I'm going to lose my damn job if I did not <laughs> pop up out of this situation. So um, I ended up really taking the reins for 20 minutes, had my 20 minutes of fame, went back in the bathroom, you know, feeling like a million bucks. And one of the promoters came in and he was like, Yo, you just kind of knocked our socks off. What was that? We thought you just worked in the bathroom. And uh, it was that introduction. He introduced me to another promoter that had a, a bar opening. And then I got I got introduced uh, to a big promoter in Denver a little bit later. I played my first New Year's in front of 2,000 people. Saved my money to buy my first little DJ controller. Uh, and uh, the rest is kind of history. And then, you know... Uh, have you heard of the reticular activating system? Are you familiar no. with that? No. Um, what do you have a car in Vancouver, Joel? No. Okay. Transit. Um, no. Transit. Okay. So you have maybe a favorite car that you know, or you mm-hmm. got a car when you were a kid. You know, when you got that car, and all of a sudden you looked. Pontiac Trans Am. I can. I, that was my first car. White. It was uh, convertible. Uh, amazing. Lovely. Amazing car. Yeah. And then when you saw that Pontiac Trans Am, did you start noticing that Trans Am everywhere? Mm-hmm. So that's your reticular activating system. Tony Robbins um, talks about that. What my reticular activating system was focused on was how to get in front of the best, most influential people as an entertainer and somebody that can serve them in other spaces, you know. And in this case, our conversation leading into how to create their stories and how to become uh, a podcaster and a podcast producer. And so that's what happened with me is I ended up just through a series of really intentional work and staying in front of really amazing um i'll let that can you hear that no oh okay that's just me no um but i'll just back up so to through a series of really intentional work not just on myself but in knowing who my market audience was um, I knew I was um, after the after I played those shows, I knew that I could find my way into like kind of a corporate niche 
And I always had my eyes set on playing for the most purpose-driven people doing amazing things on the planet. And I'm not even sure where that belief came from. I, I think I always loved personal development. I always was into that. Um, and so that's, that's really how I got started in music, one, from the bathroom. Uh, and then that, that wedge, learning how to DJ, um, put me on these stages with some incredible events and some incredible entrepreneurs. And that was done through, you know, staying focused on who I wanted to serve. So that was really, it was, it's been a beautiful turn of events. And, and so since that time, you know, kind of coming full circle, one of the things I learned, not only do we understand how to um, really throw down a really good party, we really know how to soundtrack their event and how to really get people to just feel something, right? And so we started, and I say we because I, I have an agency um, with other entertainers, we just started uh, playing all over the United States for incredible uh, entrepreneurs and incredible events. And then one thing I just started to see, as you've known, is that they were all making podcasts and they were all doing these incredible things. And one of the things that they weren't knowing how to do was soundtrack those things and make people feel stuff and then how to make money doing it and how to have fun doing it and how to do these more engaging things inside of a podcast and just talking, like two talking heads. And so it, it's funny that being a musician, which thank you for asking about that, and and kind of knowing marketing and things like that, it, it's, it's a huge piece of a successful podcast, right? And so that's um, kind of what led me to connect with you. Mm -hmm. You know, Lauren connected us and I think, um, you know, she's an incredible marketer and an incredible podcast um, creator herself. So, but that's what, you know, that's where, that's where it all came from. It's so funny. It's, uh, it's just one of those things. That's where, that's where we're at. So you, you talked about getting in front of influential people. And I think that's something that, of course, everybody wants to do. Can you give me some tactics of how you did that and how somebody might go about, um, you know, getting in front of their, you know, if maybe ideal client or ideal yeah. person? Great question. Um, it comes down to a, a few different things. The main thing is genuineness, at least for, from my experience. It it's comes from genuine care and being a genuine person, right? So somebody that can, you know, ultimately get to some, let's say you get to somebody that you are, you admire, how do you ask them to be on your show or how do you, what, what does that look like? And, and the first thing you need to be able to do is prove to them that you actually know their stuff. It's funny how many people are just like they shotgun this approach and they go after people that they think have big numbers will improve the, their listenership or, you know, scrub an email list or something like that. When it really comes down to uh, one of the smartest things you can do, not only just to get somebody on your show, but to really talk to somebody that you really care about uh, and know their industry and have a genuine fondness for them. You know, and I, my friend Mark Wade, who runs uh, Virtual Summits uh, Talks, he was like, how do you get in front of so many of these people? How do you keep getting booked over and over? And uh, the, the short answer was uh, that I just give a damn. And I, 
I do. I love the. I love them. I know their family. I know so much more about them than just what's happening. Um, so that's the first thing is you want to really know your audience, and if you can know them even more than just like what they're doing and have an idea of things that really matter to them. Because a lot of the big people that you're going to try and go after, they, you know, they have things that they really care about. A lot of them have a nonprofit that they like. Um, they, they, they don't, they donate their time to a certain organization, a church or a school or things like that. And with the ability to not be like too creepy, you can find out a lot about the people that you really mm -hmm. like, right? And so um, I would, I would implore people to know all about that person. Um, as much as you can. And then a really big piece is to know about the audience. What is their audience pain? What can you bring to that, right? So that's uh, another thing. So know them, know their company, know their company ethos, their culture, and then know the pain that their audience is trying to alleviate and, and fix. So those are two big things. And it's funny, a lot of the folks that do interviews, you know this just as much as I do, is that they don't, they don't ask that. They don't. They just want the numbers. Like for you, um, kudos. You were asking me about music and and my nonprofit. I didn't think you were gonna go that direction at all. So I mean, that's a. There you go. There's the advanced. There's one of the big advanced tips right there, guys. I hope you're watching that. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And and then so how did you get into podcasting? From because I mean I can see there's probably some similarities between DJing and and podcasting, but there's also a lot of differences. So how did you first get into that space? Yeah, that was kind of another really um, proximity is power kind of mm. situation for me. I ended up uh, moving to California and I was lucky enough to get to stay with one of my mentors who actually is a CEO for JJ Virgin and they have a incredible health and wellness company that they teach, they teach health and wellness practitioners how to market. And I ended up uh, after playing their event, getting to know them really well, giving a damn. I really love this family and, and, and I love what they're doing. And um, we just hit it off and I, I moved to California and I ended up living in his guest suite. And what was crazy about that is that being around him, one of the pains that they had is they were falling behind in production on podcasting. And so he asked me as a music producer and somebody that does music, do you think that you could possibly help us catch up? Just edit some stuff. And, and I, as, as all good entrepreneurs, I didn't even think about saying no. I was like, oh, of course <laughs> I can do that. And then I had to kind of figure out what the hell to do next. <laughs> and, and, and lucky for me, um, I, one of my best friends growing up who has been one of my best friends since I was like eight years old, actually younger than that. He worked for a radio station for 25 years and had produced commercials and shows and podcasts. And he had a really funny podcast called beer army nation. And I would always listen to his stuff. And he has like this incredible radio personality. And, and I asked him if he could help me with these podcasts. And it wasn't like, Hey, I, I can only, not only can I help, let me show you how to make these things amazing and how you can take the audio up and really blow this stuff out of the water. Water. And so his name is Mike Galloway and he was like, yeah, let's do this thing. And so he helped me, uh, get their first six podcasts done. And then those six turned into 12 and then 12 turned into another customer. And then we were doing the Betty rockers and Dan Sullivan's and Mike Keenig's and JJ virgins. And it was just off to the races. And that was like, um, uh, 
That was last year in May. Mm. So we haven't been doing it long to be totally transparent, but we have had to hit the gas and go 150 miles an hour right down the runway to to uh, stay up to date with what the trends are and then to really stay up to date with how to make podcasting and video casting even more engaging, right? It's a, it's, it's a all-encompassing thing. So that's how we got started. How did you get started? I was wondering how you got started. Um, so, yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do and – you know, we've had this conversation, but, um, you know, like love podcasts. I love audio. You know, I love going to the gym and just, you know, instead of listening, like I love music too. Uh, don't get me wrong there, but I just, I like to listen to my podcasts and um, yeah, Tim Ferriss is a huge inspiration and would, would go to the gym and like, you know, do some weights and listen to the podcast. And, and that's always something of, you know, wanted to, to do. And then it was only really like COVID, you know, when things kind of, you know, shit hit the fan and I was like, Oh, okay. Like now I have time to do something that I really love. And um, so it started through that, but I mean, it's always been something that, yeah, I've, I've really loved and uh, I have a journalist background. So, you know, love meeting new people, love interviewing them. And, and there's just a natural fit. So there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. I kind of forgot that you had that uh, background because we had similar stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our past, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And that's, yeah, so I think a lot of people kind of enter the podcast space like that, right? Like, oh, I love listening to these. And there's never been a time where the barrier to entry to get into something has been lower Mm -hmm. um, with the opportunity to impact people when done properly uh, and, and to, you know, God willing, uh, stick with it enough that you can eventually monetize the show, uh, impact people around the world, learn some marketing chops and get yourself in front of incredible audiences. Uh, the thing that, you know, we always talk about podcasting and the difference between radio is it's not radio and, and podcasting is pretty amazing because you have listeners that are coming to you. They are once they come to you, they're in listening, right? And and if they stay with you, you've got a fan. You've got somebody that knows your stuff. And then if you are this person that they can know, like, and trust through this communication style, you, there's one there. There's an ample opportunity for you to serve them and help them fix the things that they're listening to you for. And then there's another opportunity to inevitably make a sale that will do good for both of you and you actually get great feedback from those audiences but they're in, they're embedded and they're listening to you and they're dedicated listeners they're not cold people that were trying to pull off the radio with the commercial or this or off of the internet with an ad or anything they found you you know mm. how, however they found you and they're listening to you i think you were telling me too you you have a you know, thousands of, of downloads or something like right now a month, that's thousands of, of people that are listening to Joel talk mm-hmm. about podcasting and talking and, you know, and you only need a hundred of those uh, to, to consume something or love what you've done of such value to purchase something from you maybe once a month or, or something bigger once a quarter. And all of a sudden you've got a monetizing, you know, little engine. You learn how to do some Facebook ads uh, and drive listeners to your show. 
and or put a dynamic ad inside your show um the possibilities to serve people are endless it's it's a it's such a medium and it's funny we were talking about this yesterday or two days ago one of the things that kills me as we're working diligently to set up our podcast and get our podcast going is that i'm watching people crush it you know kill it and i'm like i want to make my podcast and we're like in the middle of producing so many of them it's so hard to be like oh my god i want to have all these ideas but i i'm still can't wait to get to them and i think that's what we wanted to share today was like how are some of these folks killing it you know and marketing and making money and, and things like that but i'll kind of let you lead on on what stuff you wanted to cover real quick because i know we could go super deep down <laughs> the rabbit hole but what would help your listeners the most with what we what we've yeah. got so um first off you know there's so much we can cover and we'll get to it but um something that comes to my mind is that you know you're obviously a very creative person djing is very a very creative uh industry podcasting is a very creative industry and what tends to happen is that not a lot of creative people tend to not be very good with the, the business sense and the marketing sense. So how did you learn that? Was that something that came naturally or was that something you had to work at uh, really hard? Oh, I had to work so hard at that. Um, it came out of, it came out of a ton of pain. <laughs> um, Cause with creatives, the problem with creatives is we we think in a creative space and then the follow through usually isn't there. The attention to details is almost null and void. Mm-hmm. Our quick starting mind is like, yeah, let's do this. And then our implementation on things, you know, sometimes it's really good. And for me to learn that stuff came through a lot of failures. You know, that's where it really came from. I was like, why do we have such a cool song out? Why do we have such a thing? Why is this club empty? Mm. (laughs) Why is this no one listening to this? Why is no one buying our stuff? Why did I, you know, I've launched a couple online products and and spent hours, days, weeks um, building them and sold nothing. You know, I'm like, and it's a marketing game. And so uh, one of the things that I did, again, setting my sights on working with people that could really help me, um, I kind of took it upon myself to try and get myself, you know, nudged into a digital marketing arena. Like, how do I learn this and have fun doing it and make money? That was my question. What mm-hmm. is the what's the one thing I can do to learn marketing? This is what I use. I asked myself this question from a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't realize I was asking myself this question, but this question is really important. And it's one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself when you want to really circumvent all the little stuff. And this question, they spent five years creating this question, and it helps you get things done so fast and so effectively. And the question is this, what is the one thing I can do that if done makes everything else easier or unnecessary? And so... I was thinking to myself to bring it back to how did I learn marketing and how did I learn how to get uh, in front of people. Uh, And I was like, well, what's the one thing I could do that would teach me some marketing, 
but get me the resources to learn marketing and learn from the best people. And so that actually put me on the stage for Digital Marketer, which is Traffic and Conversions um, creator. So Traffic and Conversion is one of the biggest online marketing summits in the world, and I ended up being the DJ for that. So that's where I started to really ingest marketing knowledge right i was like whoa, whoa this guy does this this guy does that and you know i was just i was just inundated with the best marketers on the planet and so that's what that's what happened is i ended up taking time to um meet them mm -hmm. and become homies with them yeah and yeah it's just it just was an incredible it was an incredible move um and it was super lucky so it sounds like you are very self-taught and self-motivated to, you know, to, to get to that next step, which is great. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about, okay, so somebody's listening or watching this and they're like, okay, I really want to start a podcast. What are the first steps somebody can do to make that leap? Well, there's a couple places you could start. The first reason, uh, or the first place I would start if somebody is wanting to start a podcast is to ask themselves, why do you want to start a podcast? Um, it's just kind of the, it's the clarity you need to have around anything. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is the first place to start. And from that spot, there is a multitude of places you can go. So you kind of start with why I'm starting a podcast, which will lead you into the next question of once I know why I'm doing it, it will kind of guide you into the format that you want to do. Do you want to do interviews or do you want to just talk solo? Uh, do you want to do an informative one? Do you want to create a podcast that's just straight for entertainment? Is it going to be comical? Is it going to be humorous? Is it going to have an NPR format? So there's a bunch of different questions that get turned up from there. But the first thing you want to do is, is ask yourself, why am I starting a podcast? Cool. And then what equipment do you need? Uh, to start a podcast yeah equipment is is it's easier now than ever to get uh, equipment to start but it's it's here's the caveat you can get all the equipment you want but you need to learn how to use it and so getting equipment and knowing how to use it properly are actually two things that I think should be taught better because a lot of people will go out and they'll get equipment that they think somebody says is the best and so they get this Ferrari of a microphone and then they don't have a cloud lifter on it and they don't know how to make it sound good. And then all of a sudden they've got a $400 microphone that won't turn on and um, they or they buy a, a Blue Yeti microphone or something and they put it in the middle of their kitchen and start talking and they pick up every noise from their neighbors to their garage to their kids in the bathroom, you know, so they don't know how to isolate sound and things like that. So but the first thing you want to do, though, is is get yourself a microphone and a way to record yourself into either an external device or your computer. And right now, the, the, the way things are going, it's going to be more towards video. A lot of the podcasting and the, and the conversations do tend to go towards video. I mean, look at Joe Rogan and, uh, you know, the myriad of different podcasts out there right now. I mean, it's not nothing new. Most of the people listening to this have all seen or heard a multitude of podcasts, so they all get it. But the first thing you need, you need is a microphone and an interface and a computer or something to record your audio into. 
Awesome. Uh, it's kind of, I was debating whether to ask you about video and if that was a good um, idea to do both, you know, because I mean, I do it, you know, a lot for, you know, just SEO purposes, YouTube's big platform. So it seems to make sense that you are recording for, um, you know, for your listeners for the actual podcast, but you're also throwing it up on YouTube for people who are just searching for, information so is, is that a wise idea is that a wise strategy or would you um, focus on just one platform yeah I think it's really smart to make sure that you are you're focused on one uh, at first right don't try to do too much like first focus on your audio your audio is the most important thing you should be focusing on especially in the podcast space uh, and then you can look at doing video next so zoom is a, such an easy way to do it Streamyard, if you're if you want to stream to places is such another easy place to do it and then obviously using your iphone or your your android whatever device you want to record into it's it's awesome to do that but don't get stuck on the video right now i mean your mm. your goal is to, to get a message out in a podcast and majority of podcasts um when consumed are listened to so that's i mean i listen i listen to 90 percent of my podcasts and that's where you're going to find the strongest audiences people are going to listen to stuff because if you're doing like we're doing kind of a long form podcast right mm -hmm. this is going to be something that people hopefully listen to and if you're listening to it, I hope we sound good, <laughs> but they're going to come back to it. You know, they're not going to sit there and, and watch 50 minute show, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to go and they're going to drive. They're going to be doing stuff. They're going to be on a walk. They're going to be watching their kids or, you know, just doing household things. <laughs> and so those are going to be listened to. So focus on audio. And that's like the, the thing that we try to really focus on with our company, Real Time Radio is our, the name of our company. And what we really, really emphasize is audio. Audio over all else. And, and then video, if you have the means to get yourself a DSLR or you have the means to get yourself a nice camera, definitely do it. But one thing you want to focus on uh, is lighting. Uh, you want to also focus on the format and, and, and do some deep you know, diving into what makes a good podcast studio. So you, you've got stuff, you know, I've got lights and mics and I've got soundproofing on, uh, on the walls. I've got, you know, DJ equipment all over the place. Uh, I'm also using a dynamic microphone. I don't even know if you guys can hear it, but, um, um, Carlos, the guy that does all of our, our yard work, he's out here like hacksawing down a palm tree right now. <laughs> so I don't even know if you can hear it. No, nothing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. And so what we're using, um, cause a lot of times you'll catch that if you're using the wrong mic, I'm using a dynamic microphone by Sennheiser. So all the sound is just going right into this mic. You're not picking up the background noise. You're not getting all the other stuff, things that you need to know, uh, when you're making a podcast, a lot of people will you know, they'll tell me that I got this beautiful mic. It's amazing. It looks so cool. And then they plug it in and it, and it's, it's not the right, it's not the right tool for the trade for them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's a huge part uh, is just to focus on one and then bring in the other as you get comfortable. But mm. I would start with audio. I mean, we've, I beat that. I really went long winded on that, but stay with audio, focus on audio first and then move into film. 
This seems to be so much to learn, and it's and it probably and it seems overwhelming to me. And I've been even doing this for a bit. Um, what's the or is there some good resources uh, people can use to learn the the fundamentals and the basics, or you know, or is it just YouTube? Oh no, there's you know, there's a ton of different so. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite people to learn from. Um, we have a lot of resources at Real-Time Radio, too. Um, we're not the foremost expert to teach you all the things. There's tons of people out there that already do it, and I'll list out some of those. We can put those in the show notes, too. But mm. when it comes to really learning how to podcast, I would say one of the best people in the business to learn how to podcast and to do it sequentially so you do it in the step-by-step fashion is to learn from Pat Flynn. Mm, yes um smart passive income he is incredible and he's such a nice dude uh the the things that he he teaches and makes it so easy to go paint by numbers on what you need to do we have the guides we've modeled a ton of the things that we've done i mean imitation is is a huge form of flattery and we imitate what he does and improve on the stuff that we can all the time because Pat Flynn is a, he's a gangster when it comes to learning how to podcast and learning all the, all the ins and outs of the things he's failed on. Uh, he's, he's done it, but he also goes through equipment. He goes through how to host and he uses, he teaches you how to host on the different platforms and you can, yeah, you can definitely go to YouTube and do that, but you're going to be going down a rabbit hole on on all those things. Um, but what I'll do is I'll put a guide out there for you, for any of your listeners out there that just want to know how to set this stuff up, which way to go and what to do next. And I'll send that over to you. And uh, you can find that on our website as well as you can find links to Pat Flynn and the things that he teaches too. Awesome. Yeah. So Pat Flynn, it wasn't the first time he's been mentioned on this podcast. He's oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great. He's yes. a resource for sure. Um, so, you know, you got the fundamentals down, you got, you know, the first couple episodes, now you have to get it out there. You mentioned, you know, dynamic ads and Facebook ads. Can you talk a little bit, you know, is that a wise strategy? What are dynamic ads and what's, yeah, basically how can you market and and what the next steps are? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, and, and to kind of precursor this a little bit too, Joel, this is a touch of the cart in front of the horse for some folks. If some Mm. of the folks are listening, the stuff that we're going to kind of cover next, uh, if they're listening to us and they've never started a podcast and this is new, this is stuff to think of down the road. Uh, I would not just come out of the gates thinking about how to dynamically insert ads into your podcast right away. I would Mm. first worry, or not even worry, but I'd first focus on knowing who you're serving getting your audience and getting comfortable with your niche. Um, That's first and foremost. Before you start really thinking about anything monetization, I would suggest, highly suggest that you get really comfortable with who you're talking to and get comfortable in your own skin because it doesn't matter if you find something that you want to sell inside of a podcast if you're not comfortable and no one wants to listen to you. So that's first and foremost. Um, But for those of you that are listening and want to know some strategies on how to possibly streamline the ways to monetize your podcast. Uh, we were talking about a couple different things. There's there's a thing called dynamic ads, which you had just uh, mentioned. And what's cool about dynamic ads, if, if you have 30 episodes already up 
on a platform, whether that's uh, I think Libsyn is the place that does all of our ad placement for us. We use Libsyn with all of our clients. Uh, I believe you're on Podbean. Are you on Podbean? Most, yeah. You're on Podbean. Podbean. Yeah. I believe Podbean does dynamic ad placement. We were talking about yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And and what dynamic ad placement means is that you can actually take an advertisement and you can put it in the beginning or you can put it in the middle or at the end of the show. We suggest putting it in the beginning part of the show. Uh, but you can take an ad and you can put it in one ad and you can dynamically place that ad through every episode in your shows. So you can do a campaign for something that you're doing in real time. So a lot of folks that are entrepreneurs or they're doing events, they have the ability to take one ad. Like, for example, uh, Mindshare Summit, JJ's event is coming up uh, next week on Tuesday. Cool thing about what we've done is we've taken an ad for all of her episodes, like hundreds of episodes that they've had. We took one ad and put it in every single one of them dynamically at the push of a button. Mm -hmm. And you can change that out as many times as you want. And if you do that, that gives you such ample opportunity to get in front of, of your audience with something fresh and new each time, which is huge. And it's, you know, it doesn't even cost that much. If you think about what that would have cost back in the day with TV, with radio, with all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then when you look at the stats inside Libsyn, you can see when people have listened to your, to your ad, you can see the spike with how many people have gone through the ad and listened to it. And you can just see how much that is. And then you can cross reference that with your sales metrics in your company. So you can see like, Hey, this was listened to tons of times on the 13th of September. What did our ad revenue do on that, on that day? Did we have some more in and around that window? Um, cause if it did put the gas, you know, put the pedal down on that and you can really, you can really accelerate. So you have, you have really live metrics and that's dynamic ad placement. So that's one way, uh, that you can monetize a podcast. There's a couple different other ones, affiliate marketing inside of a podcast and affiliate marketing, you know, is nothing new. And, and if you're not familiar with that, it's, it's the performance marketing where you get a commission when you refer people to other companies. That's the easiest way I can take, I could explain that. And you'll typically earn money when someone makes a purchase. So that's how that would work. So you could um, promote, like Joel, if you were say, because right now, for example, you're like, Sammy does a ton of, you know, you just asked about DJing for big events. Say somebody books me on your event, you already get a 10% spiff on that for having somebody listen to me and then book me. Or if somebody books real-time radio to produce their podcast, which is always a great idea and vision that we have around it, uh, especially when we're on great shows, then there's also, you get an affiliate cut from that, right? So that's something, that's the affiliate marketing side of things. That's a huge part. Um, sponsorship and advertising, um, it's a little bit different. A sponsor would maybe come in and there's like, uh, Audible is a sponsor. You can do, you can get, and um, who else is? Lynda.com. Mm -hmm. They like to sponsor a lot of people. I always hear uh, on it will sponsor Joe Rogan. And again, so there's those those people are affiliates, but they they sponsor Joe Rogan. So they'll pay Joe Rogan to be on the show. Um, the main difference between an affiliate, like what we would get, if you're small, you don't you're not going to get a sponsor. 
you would have an affiliate commission from that. So that's the difference. The sponsor is usually going to come in with somebody that has thousands of listeners already. So that's something that you're not going to get. Usually coming right out of the gates uh, mm. to get a sponsor. Uh, then another way that people make money with their podcasts is they have online courses so they can sell online courses in their, in their podcast. Uh, you, do you have an online course? No, no, that's something I'm, I'm actually building, uh, at this moment. So more to come on that. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, one of the things that ClickFunnels does really well, ClickFunnels has an amazing affiliate program. Uh, I've seen people go on on their podcast teach people how to make an online course in their podcast and then sell that podcast as and then actually sell how to make the online course in their podcast so they it's like this crazy this loop yeah loop right <laughs> yeah. i'm like Smart. teaching yeah. what i need to learn and then i'm packaging what i just learned to pay for what i was teaching it's it's like a big old matrix kind of thing. So it's it's cool. There's a great there's a bunch of different ways to to make that uh, that work. So it's really it's funny how, how you can do that. Um, and then the other thing you can do is you can also promote services like DJing. You can do that uh, or you know with with your I guess for for us it's easy. You know, I have a podcast. It talks about I'm an entertainer. We're talking mm-hmm. about how to market as an entertainer. Um, I've started a podcast that'll go live in the next couple. It'll probably be in November when it goes live, but hmm. it's called the Evolve Performer, okay. and that you know that podcast talks about how to market yourself as an entertainer. Um, it's also gonna we're gonna interview amazing guests from behind the decks because I've got to meet some of the most incredible people and talk to them about how they've made their success. But in the process of that, I'll be promoting my service as a DJ and an entertainer. So you can do that inside your podcast. And there's fun ways to spin that, right? You can talk about the pain. So we talk about what is it like when you have a flat, like, and this is a great example, what happens when you throw an event and it's flat, there's no energy. And all of a sudden you spend, Twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and people aren't having fun at your event. Oh my God, I can't even. I can't imagine that must be the worst. But what's great is uh, I've been so used to being brought in to change that that part of an event. Like people know when I show up, it's about it's party time. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna connect. We're gonna go deep, and you know the event as a as a result is going to benefit as a whole from it and see that pain that you're talking about becomes a thing that you can sell inside inside your podcast so when you learn how to market and do things like that it's really fun so i love being able to solve stuff and i just learned about doing some of those things like that kind of inception marketing and stuff from eric edmides and some really amazing marketers in the space too um so that's the other things you can sell services there's coaching and consulting which is also a service you can sell on your podcast all of that still stems from serving people giving them tons of information giving them tons of love on stuff that they need to know um then you can crowdsource and get donations on your podcast. That's another way to um, make money. Uh, a lot of people will do things like they will have a payment gateway to access back episodes, things like that. Mm. Uh, you can do that to make some some monetization work for you with your podcast. That would be like premium content, right? So I give you the taste of how how you need to set up an event. I like to use mine just because I know it so well. But – 
say you don't know how to set your event up, I'd teach you the ins and outs of like how to get the room set up, how to get the ambiance set up. But for a premium, I'm going to give you all the music that you use, plus the high level one, two, three, how to set up your lighting, how to set up your microphones and everything else. If you want to do that, that's a little premium thing we set up. Well, you can do that. You can, you can book us to do that, or we'll give you the step-by-step -step guide so your team can do it for yourself. So that's, you know, that's how you could, you could promote, uh, coaching and consulting inside your podcast. And then there's also, uh, physical products you can sell also kind of an affiliate thing, but a lot of physical products get sold too, which is really <laughs> fun. You can hear people. I saw, I just ordered a, a thing that I heard about on a podcast called mud water and mud water is like coffee, both like chaga root and lines made hmm. and stuff. And I heard about that. I, I, to be totally honest, Joel, I've purchased a ton of shit that I hear about on podcasts. I have, I have an entire cupboard full of on it products and weight loss products and, you know, all sorts of stuff that I hear. And so you, there's great ways to, to market and sell things like that on, on your podcasts as well. Uh, and then, you know, you can combine the methods. There's tons and tons of ways you can take a smorgasbord of coaching advertising affiliate all those right so those are some of the best ways but i think one of my favorite ways to market and, and monetize on on a podcast is definitely to do affiliate uh partnerships with folks especially mm. if they have a really cool product that i am excited to join and to do there was a lady named chalene johnson i really am excited to have her on the pro on my podcast um she has a thing called marketing impact academy mm. and i can't wait to talk to some of her students and have them on the podcast and talk about what they're doing um there's another girl great friend of mine her name's the betty rocker brie argan singer <laughs> I had her on um, one of my podcasts and it was so cool. I learned so much more about health and fitness and wellness. And I was like, damn, that's so nuts that we got to dive deep inside our podcast. Um, and then I got to you know, kind of market her stuff for, her, you know, it's just when done properly, podcasting is one of the best forms of cross pollination and, and doing affiliate marketing for people that you really like. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. And that's uh, a very extensive list. So thank you for that. That's, uh, I hopefully that gives some of our listeners and viewers some ideas about where they can take their podcasts as well. Yes, I hope so. Because that would mean that your, your podcast is adding value. And that's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so what, what are some of the podcasts that you listen to and who do it really well? Hmm. I like to listen to, man, I like to listen to Mike Dillard's podcast. Um, I listen to, I listen to Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan. Uh, I listen to Shalene Johnson's podcasts. My, my focus and Pat Flynn, obviously I listen to his, and then I listen to JJ and Carl's cause there's his health and wellness. I have 12 categories of my life that I kind of fill out. Mm. And one of the things that I do, um, one of the things that I try to do is fill the bucket of those 12 categories with podcasts or, or learning modalities in each 12 categories of my life. So 
uh, in my business category, uh, I listen to everything about marketing. That's where Pat Flynn and all those things come into play. That's where the Shalene Johnson Marketing Impact Academy stuff comes from. Um, in personal development, that's where I listen to like Jay Shetty and Sean Stevenson of the Model Health Show. I listen to his stuff all the time. Joe Rogan, I listen to mainly for entertainment value, mm -hmm. although he is a special creature because he does add so much value. At the same time, he also adds a ton of really good – he just adds a ton of great value, uh, but it's really entertaining. You know, his guests are ridiculous. So, And then with health and wellness, I like to listen to JJ and Carl's. They, they have a thing called Mindshare Mindcasts, mm. so I listen to that. And then uh, I listen to Bree, the Betty Rocker. She has an incredible health and wellness um, podcast. The Betty Rocker Show, I mean, she covers – you know, you'll, you'll see all of them. They kind of cross over into different parts, you know. You can't really have one without the other. So those those are some of my favorites. But, yeah, Mike Dillard, Celine Johnson um, – Tony Robbins, I'll listen to his. I like to, you know, I like to listen to Will Ferrell has a hilarious one. You know, a really funny one that I listen to if you just want to laugh your ass off is called Wine and Crime. And it's wine and Crime, okay. Wine and Crime, three chicks from Minnesota that just get hammered and just talk about crime, um, crime stories, like this hmm. crazy crime stories you hear on, on like Life Channel, Lifetime Channel and stuff like that. It's hilarious, the shit that they talk about. And you just laugh. You constantly laugh. And I think that's one of the things that you have to do is if you can build your podcast and elicit some sort of emotion from the folks, then you're doing it right. And that's what's so funny. This, this, That's a good example of not just having to serve information to everybody. You can just really be entertaining. I, I think it's it's awesome to do, to do both of those if you can. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno? Do you know that one? Oh, my God. That sounds hilarious. No, it I have is, not. I have never laughed so hard. You need to check it out. <laughs> That's so. – what, and that, you know, that eludes me to the next kind of thing that we, we like to talk about and want to make sure that we really cover is that um, you've got to have a great title. What a great title. My Dad Wrote a Porno Podcast. I mean, that is so far out there, and what a great – like, I'll remember that for mm -hmm. sure. So the premise is, like, obviously, uh, the son is sitting around with two friends, and they're reading, um, like, his dad's book. And it is just hilarious. Like, honestly, like, I've never laughed so hard. And um, they were doing tours before uh, COVID, and, and I, we just missed them, so – um, but highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it's totally. Good that sounds so good. You you mentioned titles. So what's a good like? What is a good title, and how do you come up with one? So okay, there's a couple different buckets on this. I'm not the best title creator, but what what we try to help people understand when they're creating a title for a podcast. Um, take Sean Stevenson's show. Uh, his is called the Model Health Show. So you can be, oh, what does that show do? It's It encompasses model health. Like, oh, this is how you want to really be healthy. Like this is the model of being healthy. So it answers the pain of what the listener is looking for, right? Um, so that's a great way to go about it unless it's something super catchy. Like Brie has a huge following. So hers is called the Betty Rocker Show, which is super simple and really easy to um, really kind of – 
know who you're listening to. It's Bree's show. It's the Betty Rocker show. Mike Dillard has gone back and forth. He had one called The Self-Made Man, mm. and that's a great Nate. I thought that was an incredible title uh, for a podcast, and in fact, I believe he's selling the rights to that show, and he went back to the Mike Dillard podcast because he has a huge following. So that's a, that's that's another example of just leaning on your name in the marketing space or you know wherever you're big um mine is called the evolved performer and that's what you're going to listen to if you want to be an evolved performer so the evolved performer podcast is going to show you the right mindset and the right way to manage your career so that you can play dream gigs for people that you love right so that's the evolved performer so when you're picking a show if you can do it right you can encompass who you are at the same time, you're also solving a pain in the marketplace for people. Awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, so I want to wrap it up with one last question. And this is something I generally ask my guests um, is what is your favorite book? or What is a book that has inspired you? My favorite book of the last five years, I think the book that has probably made the most impact for me, and I wish I could say it was a memoir of somebody or something really, really inspirational, but it was just a tactical book, and it was the one I, I mentioned before, The One Thing. Mm -hmm. That book was so pivotal for me asking the right questions to get things done in a seamless way, at least for my crazy, chaotic-ass life. Because if you can ask yourself, what's the one thing I can do that if I do it will make it easier or unnecessary to do the other things, you know, so you can stay focused on the most important thing. And it talks about the power of making that decision correctly. And there's a really good example, and I just kind of leave you with this, and that they talk about knocking down a domino, the first domino in a series. And if you knock down a domino, if that domino, it can actually knock knock an object down that's twice its size so a domino a two inch domino can knock down a four inch one a four inch one can knock down an eight inch 16 32 by the time that has pushed 10 things down it's pushing down a hundred foot building and so that's and that could actually i'm paraphrasing it might even be bigger than that but if you do the math and it exponentially gets bigger and bigger, by the time it gets 10 deep, you have gotten so much shit done. You have gotten the one thing done properly. When you push that down, it makes all the difference. So that's been the book that's made the <laughs> awesome. biggest impact it, on me. It's kind of like the snowball effect, right? Where if you push a little snowball down, down, yeah, down the hill, it'll grow bigger and bigger and bigger exponentially right so oh yeah absolutely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well thanks so much sammy for being on the show really appreciate your time for people who want to reach out to you who want to start their podcast and need some help where can they find you they can go to www.realtimeradio.live that has all the all the amazing stuff you need to know about how to start your podcast, where you can host it. Uh, it has some prices if they're looking to just have somebody do 
all the things that they don't want to from editing to picking music and all that stuff. Maybe we could do a follow-up uh, deep dive into how to produce your podcast. Mm. I think that is something that, that a lot yeah. of folks uh, miss. And then I could set up the camera. We could do a little bit more on the production side of things. This was a little bit more informative, but if we wanted, maybe we could we could circle back and do a really cool, informative podcast on how to set your studio up, how to get where to get music, what software to use, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Yeah. Always. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you back for sure. So thank you so much, Sammy. Uh, enjoy Thanks, the rest of your day. Take care. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Publishing for Profit. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.